Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Everybody, it is your boy, Marcus Johnson. We are back. We got another brand that is working with us that we want you guys to support. So check this out. He's a Raiders fan, the owner as well. Panda Supplements. We got discount code 35% off. Discount code TDL for 35% off. Now, what is Panda Supplements? Panda Supplements is your typical nutritional supplements with a lot of different flavor because everything is natural, right? So you're getting your, you know, you get the proteins, you got the green drinks, you got the, you got the, uh, the free workouts, whatever you want. We got that with Panda Supplements. So make sure you check this out. One of my favorite ones, the Sleepy Supplement. This one helps me get some sleep because I don't sleep doing these films. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I do these all night. So I need some help getting to sleep. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Supplements. One of my other favorite ones right here is the greens, right? The green superfood gets you some immune boosts, right? You know what I mean? Laser focused digestive enzymes, you know what I'm saying? Help everything get better down here as well. So, you know, it's a whole lot of things. We got some focus as well. So, go ahead and check out the website. Like I said, Panda Supplements discount code TDL for 35% off. Check it out. Hey. Hey, everybody. I like that. You like that? We are back. It is Tape Don't Lie. It is your favorite Raiders podcast, favorite Raiders channel, favorite Raiders everything. You guys already know what to do. Hit the subscribe button. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button if you like it. Hit the like button if you don't like it. Hit the dislike button if you don't like it. Leave a comment if you like it. Leave a comment if you don't like it. Right? Uh... You guys follow us on Twitter too at the Mark John NFL at BD Williams 18 for BD. You know what I'm saying? Get the banners going down here, let you guys know where to follow us. And also, uh, as you guys saw, we got a new commercial. Uh, shout, shout out uh, Panda Supplements, right? I always talk about the owner is a Raiders, Raiders fan. So definitely support him as a Raiders fan, part of Raider Nation. Panda Supplements, discount code TDL for 35% off. It's, it's your, you know, like like I said on the commercial, it's some really good uh, protein stuff. I tried it myself, the fruity cereal, I recommend. That's some damn good protein. That's some damn good protein drink. And the sleepy stuff does work, man. I'll push you, it'll knock you out. So if you're having trouble sleeping, okay. the sleepy does, the, uh, stuff does work. So check that out, 35% off. But, you know, we're here to talk football, right? We got some draft picks. We're going to go over the, I guess, you know, not too much Dylan Parham today, but you know we're gonna do some Samir White for me and do more of like a little breakdown, his pros and cons of his game. And BD, what do you got for us today? We'll do a little teaser, Neil Farrell breakdown. Yeah. Uh, just a few plays. You know, I think it showcases what he's good at, what he what uh, he excels in, and um, you know, for the premium. Audience, you know, I, uh, I got something in the pipeline. We're going to do a whole Alabama game. We're going to watch the entire thing uh, for the premium, for the tape grinders. And for the tape watchers, I'll do a longer, in-depth Neil Farrell breakdown than what I'm doing today. Uh, but before we get into that, you know, um, I'm, I'm curious to know what you thought about kind of like your realization with Parham being more of a, a zone blocker, a guy who's in, moves in space. Um, and how that translates to where you think the direction of the uh, running the football is going to happen for Raiders. You, you talk about Dylan Parham? My bad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, Parham. So uh, Parham, 
he is interesting to me because you know he, he, I was watching him and breaking him down, and I even had to I had to text Matt Holder. You know, I had to text Matt to get get some feedback, like just make sure I'm not crazy what I'm seeing. And, um, you know, so we had some back and forth talk about it. And the interesting part to me was watching him on tape against Logan Hall and maybe against other players. He might look good. I mean, but I was watching him against a second round NFL draft pick. Right. Who is, you know, just has some legit first round buzz, you know, and he has some really good technique he was going up against. Right. So, you know, it's just because Dylan Parham is te- technically sound as they can be right. Coming out uh, of the draft, you, you can't get too much more quality sound right technical wise you know what i'm saying this can't get that much better than he can get right coming out so a lot of it is when he played guard you know you just didn't see him getting a lot of movement like for a gap scheme guy like you want him to be able to you know yeah he, he gets his legs driving and all that stuff but the guy's not moving that much you know you know why why isn't these guys moving you know why isn't he pushing him back you know, he's, he's, yeah, he's, he has a great anchor. He's a strong guy. So he's standing right there at the point of attack, right? And he's holding his own, but he's not getting any push. And, you know, and he's not winning at the point of attack, too. Uh, he wasn't winning. He, you know, local hall was beating him. This is mostly against the run, though. This is mostly against the run because pass pro, local hall, I had no bit. It was, it was not fair. He was eating local hall up for lunch. But in the run game, you could kind of tell that maybe he might not be a great NFL guard, right? Because of the head up at the point of attack, the, cause even I mean, technique wise, I mean, he doesn't get up the ball as fast as he could as a guard. Um, you know, he needs to get up the ball faster so he can get, get that point of attack quicker. So, you know, it's, it's interesting with him. I, I, I just don't see him playing left guard. So I don't right. see him playing. I don't see him being a good guard in the NFL. Maybe he could play guard, I'm sure, but he wouldn't be a good one, right? I mean, he, he might uh, get there, but I don't, I don't see that. I don't see him. That's why he played center of the senior bowl. It made sense when I watched it. Like, oh, but also, I don't think he, I don't think he's a gap scheme guy either. I think he's a, he's better moving laterally. Um, his athleticism says he moves laterally. He blocks better laterally. He's able to move people. He's able to move people sideways because that way he doesn't have to push you forward you know in a gap scheme um so i think those things factors in a lot but if if you're gonna run a gap scheme if you're gonna you know take that approach i mean you probably want to play him as center so he's not he's always getting some help a little bit he's not you know yeah getting some help um so he can get some push in the gap scheme but i still think he should play center in my opinion I i don't think he should play guard so when you're watching mcdaniel's run game how often is the center pulling? Never. Never. Mm-mm. Really? It's just guards. Just guards, yeah. Old school power up, bro. You know, old school, you know. Pimple, pyros. A lot of gap schemes, stuff like that. So, I mean, yeah. 49ers, 49ers uh, offense, their center is going to pull, you know. I think uh, it's not uncommon in the NFL. Right. It's not a gun. I mean, you see it. You see it. You just don't see a lot from the Patriots. I mean, even if you look at the playbook, they don't see a lot of center uh, pulling from the center. So that's why I wouldn't expect him to play guard for them. Because he, he, him coming around that corner, he's not going to be moving too many guys. Let's just, I'm going to keep it real. He's not going to be on that pin pull. He's not going to be running people over or doing things like that. He's more of a lateral guy, more of a technique, technical lateral pass protector. Because pass protection, man, he's 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 – Lights out, pass protection. Lights out, and that's what you like to see. And he's also smart; picks up stunts really well. And he's an undersized guard, so that's why he's going to play center in the NFL. So I, yeah. I hope people are ready for that. Because <laughs> I, I don't think I don't think a lot of people have, have gone to the, have gone to the coat. They're, they're in coat mode, and we don't want to believe it. But uh, the tape says it. I mean, his size says it. Did you do one of those things where you watch it and then your opinion of the draft pick changes afterwards? Uh, no. My opinion of what they're doing is their their vision it changed. <laughs> you know, I think it's gonna be a very diverse right run game. They're gonna do a whole lot of crap. 
whole lot of things depending on the game. They're playing. Yeah. I mentioned I wrote an article about it. It's probably going to drop tomorrow. I, I bet depending on the front they play, they play a, a front that's uh, like a big front that, you know, is going to, you know, maul you a little bit, you know, get some pressure, like, like say, like the Bucks or something like that. You know, those big fronts, they're going to run outside zone and make those guys move laterally. Right. right. Then you come play the Chargers, we're going to see more inside zone power runs to make those guys, you know, I don't know. That's kind of how I look at it. Uh, I mean, yeah, I hope so. I don't, I don't, how often are you seeing teams be successful nowadays in the NFL with just one type of run scheme? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like, okay, QBAC days, I think, have come and gone. I think you have to have a diverse run game, honestly. Yeah, it's, and, and, that, and that's, that's what it's going to be. They're going to be diverse, man. They're going to be diverse as hell. And, and I'm going to even show, like, um, you know, Zamir White in zone schemes isn't that great either, you know? So you know, they're, they're bringing some of these guys who can run their, some of their schemes. But, you know, Katie Palomalu is there too. He comes from Clint Kubiak and the Vikings. Um, Gary Kubiak, they're outside zone guys. You know, I mean, they, they just don't hire an outside zone running back coach for no reason. So that was on purpose. Yeah. That was probably because Josh Jacobs is here. And um, I, I think they're going to run Josh Jacobs to the ground as much as possible. <laughs> That's what I think is going to happen this year. Kennedy Polo. Huh? Kennedy, Kennedy, Kennedy Polamalu has the juice. He's got the juice. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. I went to USC, uh, USC camp when I was a mm-hmm. kid. And he was the running backs coach there for Pete Carroll. Mm-hmm. And, and he, he has so much juice. Just every, every, everywhere he was walking around, he was just hollering at people. Getting them jacked up, you know. Um, I think he's gonna be great to Josh Jacobs. I think he's gonna really bring a lot. You guys been around football his entire life, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, um, just watching Parham. See, see, it was interesting because, yeah, you know, I was like, okay, so he's probably not gonna be a good guard in the NFL. He, I mean, he could be average guard. If let's let's just say, if you know, people guys went down and they needed Parham to play guard, he would be serviceable at guard. You get the job done. I just think he could be a Pro Bowler center. He's a Pro Bowler center. He's a Pro. Yes, that's a Pro Bowl player, okay. Pro Bowl caliber player at center. He's you know he is what he is, and you know the guard. He's like yeah, you know. So right. and that's why I think they're gonna play him as because that's where I mean that's why he played there the Senior Bowl. His potential to be a great player is there. So that's why it's gonna be in a situation. But all right. So but you, it's gonna be like it's gonna be like one game. Andre James, he's getting his spot taken. You feel confident about that? <laughs> I'm not going to come on straight up say it. I mean, but yeah. I'm pushing you too hard. I'm pushing you too hard here. Yeah. I, um, I mean, I, 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 if I was him, I, I would be like, you know, I, I need, to, I need to, to pick it up. I'm going to have to show it. It would be a good battle. It would be a good battle. No, you never know. Maybe they like him at guard. You don't know. We don't know what they what they're really. Opinion. I mean, they, they have they have they have Parham listed as a guard. You know, and they got Munford listed as a tackle. Nobody believes he's gonna play tackle. So I don't know. Some people say he's gonna play right tackle. I saw that. Like, he's never played right tackle in his life. No. No. I don't know. You know, these people are scared of the offensive line. That's why they want to play all of some of these old guys. <laughs> they're still, still terrified. But anyways, yeah. Um, I mean. For for me, just aside, Munford, the battle is is he going to beat out Brandon Parker? You know, that's yeah, but he's never played right swing. You know what I mean? Like, but is he a swing tackle? Yeah, well, you got Denzel Good, you got Leatherwood. You know, I don't know. I think there's enough guys. I think Leatherwood right was right tackle. I think Leather was going to play right tackle for sure. Yeah, yeah, he's playing right tackle until he sucks at it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting another shot out there, basically. He's gonna. I, I, I think week one, he's a starting right tackle. Okay. Um, so it's just like the battle for guards and stuff like that, and you know, it's it's more it's more like the those battles. You know, even even though you know we can we'll have that conversation. I don't think it's a battle, but we'll have that conversation just to have it, just because I know it's a conversation. So, right. but anyways, what, what else are we talking about today, man? You got any other any other thoughts? Any other defensive players? I mean, there's uh. You know, Trayvon Mullen got 
uh, went to surgery after he saw they didn't draft any corners. He went right to surgery. Mm, I didn't see that. <laughs> he got surgery real quick. He got a shoulder. Oh, he got a shoulder? Uh, some of his feet. Foot. Wow. That's interesting timing. Yeah, I don't like that. Minor surgery. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe he'll be good to go. I don't know, but if it's a, if it was like upper body, I was thinking, okay, yeah, no problem. That's uh, that's concerning, uh, probably. Yeah, because I mean, because um, yeah, it stays a toe. Um, they're they're saying. Um, I mean, it's, it's you got to think though. I mean, with OTAs and stuff coming up, maybe they told him that he should go get the surgery. I mean, his spot secure or something. I don't know. It was interesting that he got surgery like right after the draft. Yeah, that is interesting. Maybe I mean maybe it's something that he aggravated in training. It's not like an old injury. If it's uh, yeah, possible. That's true. The um, the but you know the question mark right now is James Bradbury getting cut potentially. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, if you're Ramon, you know if his uh, status is up in the air a little bit, that makes signing James Bradbury or getting getting giving something up for him, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. More, more important. Yeah. Would you be exciting for the for the Raiders? I would have a hell of a time doing James Forever right now. Oh, me too, man. I mean, Patrick Graham would have a hell of Patrick Graham have a hell of a time with. That is that he does, bro. Patrick Graham would. Yeah, yeah that would be bro. very fun to watch. It'd be instantly your favorite Raiders corner, Raider Nation, James Bradbury and Silver and Black. It'd be sick. Um, all right, so why don't you jump in? Uh, why don't you go first with Zamir White? Do, do the offense first. Okay. You know, the big ticket guys here. I'm excited to see a little bit more in depth. I know that you guys did some, did some film already on him. Yeah, a little bit. It's quick, quick, kind of quick run through. All right. Bust this bad boy out here. <laughs> slap over. All right. Uh, so we start off with Zamir White. I kind of got his pros and cons here. I didn't go too in depth with it, but it's just a little bit uh, what you see here. So pros, he has great patience. Um, that's why he's great in gap schemes, allows blocks to develop. So it's something that he does really well is um, allow things to develop. I, you know, you know, we call it finish in the scouting academy or whatever. When you call that about scouting, you know what I mean? They call it finish. Oh, whatever, I make it a little bigger here. Call it uh, finish. I call it applying punishment because that's what he likes to do. He likes to apply punishment, which mixed in with his injury history is a little bit of a, you know, you decide if that's how you want your running back to run. But, you know, cons, elusiveness. I don't think he's very elusive. Um, we'll show that a little bit. Uh, consistent vision, which I think goes with uh, zone running. And then, of course, just injury history and lack of pass attempts. But one thing that, you know, we always talk about who's the blocking guy? Who's the blocking? Who's the blocker? It's Samir. Samir's the blocker. And that's where we're going to show that too. All right. So let's check this out. Let's check out just power runs, right? So we get the typical pool power O type of run right here, right? And this is what you like is his patience to let power blocks develop. So right there, he's able to read it. So you see 50s making that block right there. Where's Samir White going to do with this football? Right. Let's this block. Let's 69 get to him. Right. So let's take it back a little bit so you guys can see this. So he knows 69 is going to get there. Right. He knows 69 is going to get to that next level. All right. So he's patient. He sets it up. I just like watching his eyes. So you see how he's setting up this linebacker right here. He's setting this guy up. This allows 69 to get to him. And he's able to cut back on the other side. Get skinny, get some, get about 10, 12 yards right there. So, you know, that's the kind of patience that he has when running these gap schemes. So here's, here he is running counter right here. And this one, a little counter run. You see him once again right here. Patience, patience. Then you can see him get skinny here, watch. So he's he knows this block's coming. He knows 12 is being moved. He sees 15 winning. He's able to get skinny. In between these two, make these guys tackle him. He gets eight yards. So it's just tough yards, always falling forward. 
you're going to have to tackle him. You're going to be feeling beat up a little bit by the end of the game. So here he's running duo here. Little duo run, duo. You always know it's duo if they open up to the strong side, A-gap, it is duo. Weak side, A-gap, it is inside zone. So here we go. Duo run opens up. Strong side, A-gap. Strong side, basically tell by the tight ends, right? And this is just a good run, a great, a great duo run. You see the vision, right? Vision and patience. And that's why I say it's, incons- it's, not, it's consistent vision because sometimes the vision is great, sometimes it isn't. Good patience right here, and then you're able to keep the head down, falling forward every single time. They're always falling forward. And then you just see him here, just, you know, this is what I talk about, punishment. It's called applying punishment. Boom. Watch this. 47 thinks he's he, – 47, look like he's got his eyes up. He's, he's got good form. He's getting low. He thinks he's going to get a tackle here. Nope. Bounce off him. That dude bounces off him basically too. Mario Goodrich hangs on for life, makes a tackle. And then, you know, you can get him outside, too. This is where you see more of his speed. You really don't see it all the time. I mean, it doesn't look like a 4-4, but you always like how he can get inside and get yardage. Because I still think he could have bounced this one a little bit and took this right out to this end zone, right? And this is what I talk about inconsistent vision, right? So outside, I mean, if he just takes this, he got Bowers. He always guys he could take this right outside, but he wants to just get a first down, which is a smart decision, right? And you just get the first down. Third and three. Get the first down. Short yardage. Nothing wrong with that. You kind of just but you know, you want to see him take that to the house, right? He's got four four speed. See here, we showed this front on the live stream, but you see that the patience that he has on this toss, right? And you know, this is why he specializes in the gap runs, right? Doesn't really speed into this really quickly, allows the blocks to develop, and then he's able to move and make his move afterwards. And he's able to break tackles in open field. Boom. Get some good yards. So that's Zamir White, basically. I mean, that's probably the best runs you're gonna see him run. You see him do a lot of the pin pulls, see him do a lot of gap scheme stuff um in this offense. So here he is. Pass pass protection is what I really like for him. So you got a blitzer here, right? Full on blitz. They're bringing what? Looks like five. Got five coming. He's got to pick up. This is his man, Samir White. Watch this. Boom. All right, straight up contact. Take on that linebacker. Then hold it, hold it down, right? Linebacker doesn't even move you. What a great that's, that's a wrap. That's that. So there's your pass blocker, guys, right there. <laughs> All everybody's looking for him. There he is. Great that's, rep. That's a great rep, right? Here is again. This is another one. Like pass protection is, is it's interesting that he's not the third down back for this team. I mean, this shows how good James Cook is because this dude can block. Right here's another one. Just putting his whole body into him. Enough time picking up that uh, that open man out there. Here he is. You know they do a little play action bootleg type of thing, right? Get get out front of your quarterback, right? Help your quarterback out. Look at open that lane for him, right? You can block, man. I'm telling you, you can block. You can chip too. This is a big chip right here on uh, Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, right, give him a nice little chip. You know they, they love the chip. In McDaniel's offense, something that they love for the running backs to do it. Like I said, here, here he is taking on David Ojobo one on one, full engaged, right? Look at that nice block right there, man. Maybe he's the right tackle that we need. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about inside zone, though, you know. And this is what I'm talking about. He's a uh, straight-up gap runner. So we got inside zone, weak side, A-gap. Remember that? Strong side, A-gap. Duo, weak side, A-gap. Inside zone. Best way to remember it, right? So – you talking about reading this? There's two way goes. I mean, this isn't the most blocked up play, right? But I mean, you still want him to be a little more patient. You see 58, see 90. I mean, zone plays you could you can bounce them. It's not power, right? And he has the speed. There's nobody here. He could he could take this outside. He has a four four speed, guys, right? You want him to be a little more patient and read this. I know 98 is coming right there. I don't think he would have blew that up in time. But you know, he just puts his head down and gets two yards. 
and you know, you could maybe you make Marcus, why are you talking about bouncing? I'm just saying, you know, you just gotta gotta read this. I mean, you read, you know, he's looking straight ahead on his inside zone, and the inside zone is there is a three way go, right? So you you have to, there is a bounce portion of this, right? And I think he should have took that, in my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong, BD. You let me know. I don't know uh, on that, but here we go. More inside zone. JTL Daniels telling the team he's going to lose his job. I'm losing my job. I'm losing my job. (laughs) (laughs) Inside zone. Right? And this one gets blown up real quick. Right? But instead of just bouncing this one too, like right here, just bounce it. Because I know 33 is coming. He's not going to have time to just kind of take an angle. He's got to use that 4-4 speed and get outside here. Right, one more time, but he tries to make a move. Then he runs right into his lineman, and it's only two yards instead. Mm. Take on Mario Goodrich. You know what I mean? Take, Mario Goodrich is out here. This is what you want to take on, and you got to read this quicker. Right? This is this is zone. Zone is a little bit more about reading than just like, hey, just let my guy let a block and let me just play running back, which he's great at. I was he's a good natural running back, but running the zone schemes is a little different. You got to do more, a lot more reading and seeing. You know, kind of seeing things a little bit more before they happen, I guess. Let me kind of explain. Right? More inside zone here. As you can see on this one, you know, you see he kind of has a hole here. 90's moving there, but I still think you got to get a jump cut here and hit this hole. Right? Jump cut, hit this hole there instead of kind of taking this back outside, in my opinion. Right? And you take it back outside and you got one-on-one here with you know, this linebacker, and you can't get past him because you don't have the looseness, right? So I think he, I think he does have a good role, right, in this offense, in my opinion. But, you know, just running these the zone type of schemes, this is another one. Like, he's just got to put his speed, put his pad down, and take on Goodrich instead of trying to take on this linebacker here. You know, you rather have your chance with Goodrich. I know Goodrich, he's bold. You know, he, he wants to come up in here and make a tackle, but <laughs> let's see if he can. I, I guess that's what you want to do with corners. But, right. yeah, that's Samir White, you know. So. It's interesting. Know. Interesting seeing a guy we know he's got wheels, right? Just be so hesitant to bounce. That's strange. Usually those guys bounce way too much, you know? Yeah, right? Right? It's interesting, right? right? It's interesting. Does he, does he look like he runs a 4 4 when you're watching that? No. Did you see 4 4? See, that was my thing. Like, I don't see 4 4 on it. He's 4 4 down the field. You'll Downhill, see right? Yeah. Yeah. If, if he gets like a hole. If he gets a hole like, and he could just hit it, yeah, you'll see the, the straight on speed, right? Just see, right? It, you could probably, right. I mean, and the way McDaniel schemed it up, you know, Damian Harris isn't that fast. Damian Harris had 12 runs over 20 yards or something like that last year. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so it depends on how they scheme it up. He's a, still a good power back. Um, and they can get some good pulling, you know, you know, run, runs, you know, get some of those dudes on the move. Know, get Leatherwood and those type of guys outside. Yeah, man, I, he'll he'll do well there. That's the type of guy. If if he comes in the game, you don't want to get cute with the inside zones and stuff like that. You would do duo, power o, pin pull, those type of things, toss sweeps. Get him where he's comfortable, where he's able just to play running back, where he doesn't have to you know be you know a zone back. He could just give me the ball, power football. I can read it, be patient, hit holes, play behind my pads, get. Ugly yards, get sh- ugly short yardage yards. You know what I mean? I think that's something he's gonna do really well too. He's gonna be able to get because you know you saw how he can get skinny in holes, right? And that's you know that's running back talent, bro. Getting skinny in a hole like that, being able to read, yeah. it's just yeah, it's just so he has a, he has natural running back talent. It's that you know it's more about the, the inside zone stuff. But you know the most exciting part of his tape to me was pass protection because you know we're all wondering um, who's gonna be that guy, and that's why I think he's gonna have a little head over. You know, I wonder if Brandon Bolden's really going to make this team or he's just a language teacher, you know? 
you know, looking at some of his roster. Because, you know, you know, just I thought it was interesting too. Uh, Trey Regis is 5'11, 214. Do you know that? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Interesting. It's um interesting. Go, going going back to <laughs> go ahead. Going back to when we were talking about how we don't see the 4-4 until he's got like a wide open lane. That reminds me a lot of Kenyon Drake. You know, Kenyon Drake isn't a guy like in the first 15 yards, you're not seeing all this incredible burst. But each year he's got like top 10 fastest, you know, clock speed or whatever on the longest touchdown, you know, something like that. Next gen stats, they always say top 10 fastest ball carrier, Kenyon Drake. So he's a guy who builds speed up. And I think that Samir White's a lot like that too. But unlike Kenyon Drake, Samir White's going to also punish the defense mm-hmm. like Josh Jacobs will. So when you have, and I always said before, I think the complimentary back to Josh Jacobs is a home run hitter because Josh Jacobs mm-hmm. doesn't have a lot of speed. So if you get a home run hitter who also is going to punish defenses as well, you don't, and now the defense can't really take that, like, oh, you know, oh, they got their little scat back in, you know, or whatever. Like, we don't have to, like, really bring it when we're tackling this guy. We could try to drag him down or something like that. You're not going to drag down Zemir White. You got to tackle him, you know? So having two running backs like that that keep defenses honest, I think that's a big part of the appeal. And so now I'm really looking at it, and I'm thinking maybe Kenyon Drake doesn't have a role on this team, honestly. Gone. They're language teachers. I was looking at their ages, man. Oh, look at you guys. You're language teachers, aren't you? <laughs> Teaching the language. That's their job. I, I mean, that's why I feel like that's why Bolden's there. I mean, I don't understand. I mean, he's only played in one system his whole career. So I know that's why he's there. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, that's why my thing with White, I thought was interesting is that, man, it's just he just didn't, I didn't see that speed, but like, you you wonder you have a good point like if they can get him in the open field though and maybe some on some of those pin pulls where he reads them really well he can just put his speed on and you know coaching you know you know Kenny Polymalo be able to talk to him and you know get to him a little bit talk about how he needs to use his speed more you know that's that's well, that's coaching I think kind of teaching him when to use his speed when not to use his speed and kind of taking that type of mentality with it but right. Mm-hmm. It's uh yeah I mean there's a lot of te- there's a lot to work with there you know if you get some of these things figured out this potential really really good back in the NFL got a lot to work with yeah um yeah I mean he has a lot of he still, still has a lot of big long runs I mean and the games I've shown you didn't see as many but I mean he has some against some some other teams I want to get into his Alabama game that's one of his really good games too um he's breaking a lot of tackles but uh, yeah he. he I mean, he's aware on some teams. I mean, let's, let's say that. He's perfect perfect four-minute drill running backs they got now. Josh Jacobs and Zemir White are perfect four-minute drill running backs. Them dudes ain't going to want to tackle them too late. Right. And and they'll pass protect. And a pass protect. Which, which another thing I think is interesting because we've we never seen him catch the ball or run a route. So, I mean, and we don't know. Josh Jacobs doesn't care. He, he's not even going to ask him to do that. But, but, but right? can he catch? Maybe he can. And they just had James Cook. Right. Because if you could pass protect like that, bro, I mean, you got to play on third down a lot. And that's what I'm talking about doing the 21 personnel and they're having Josh Jacobs and him on the field at the same time. So they they want to throw on first down. They, they put them back there together. And then, you know, you can run routes with Josh Jacobs. And then you have Zamir White saying a block or chip block or whatever. Because, yeah, I think that's the biggest factor. Because now that I watch that, I'm like, okay, um, Cause, cause that's, yeah, I did like him over Spiller, but now that I watch more of the pass blocking, I'm like, okay, that makes more sense. Spiller can't pass block like that. Right. There you go. There you go. And, and it's the committee thing that they love committee backs. They got some thing with the committee backs because Brown's from committee too. He's an interesting yeah. back too. That's he's an interesting back to watch. He's got some. He's got more wiggle than speed, and he, you know he's got good vision. So. Brown, he's, yeah. He, yeah, he's gonna be the Mike Galipsy of this uh, team. I think he's gonna be the goal line guy who just ruins Josh Jacobs' fantasy team for everybody. Josh right. Jacobs gonna get the, 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 the here goes here goes Britton Brown 
five yard line touchdown. Jacobs will have ninety yards. Samir White will have like forty five. Yeah, Britton will have like three yards and two touchdowns. <laughs> two, touch- two touchdowns. I'll take it. <laughs> I ain't complaining. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> I do not care. I'm sure he will too, man. Sure, he will. Jordan Howard's been that's Jordan Howard's role in the NFL right now. Don't Jordan Howard, he's a goal linebacker. Right. He's embraced it. So, but yeah, I mean, that's Amir White. I mean, I don't know too much of it. I, I think the most exciting part is the pass. I mean, of course, it's running. We all know that. But the pass protection, um, I mean, that's something we've been looking for. Like, who's going to be that guy? And uh, there it is. There he is right there. For sure. All right, um, we can switch gears here. I'll, I'll jump okay. over and do my Neil Farrell breakdown. You know, I think we talked about it. The Raiders needed to kind of shore up the interior defensive line. We, we're good at edge. Crosby, Chandler Jones, one of the best edge combos in the NFL right now. Obviously, you got Bosa and Mack in the same division. You got whoever's next to Garrett, honestly, that's pretty up there. But... Chandler Jones and Max Crosby, that's got to be one of the best uh, duos in the NFL, but who's playing inside, you know? Um, Jonathan Hankins did have a one good year pass, rushing the passer, you know, but we know what Jonathan Hankins is. He's here to stop the run. But I think if there's a guy in, in Neil Farrell who's, like, really a young Jonathan Hankins, I think he's going to have a lot more juice than people anticipate mm-hmm. being, being a six foot four, 330-pound guy. What do we think? Six foot four, three thirty. They're just there to plug lanes. Neil Farrell does more than that. He really gets penetration. It's crazy to see. So, um, I mean, I'm over the moon with this pick. I think this is a slam dunk here. I was I was doing fist pumps in my living room. Yeah, this I was is doing fist pumps in my living room. You, you and Matt said really good things about him, and then when I saw him, I was like jar at the floor like dang this guy's really still available here but I mean, again he's 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 an old prospect so that you know what that means he's gonna start early use him while you can while he's still in his prime you know what i'm saying yeah. so he's gonna get yeah. plenty of, of, of he's gonna get plenty of time honestly he's probably gonna get the most snaps this year yeah, that's, that's what i was thinking before you yeah. get into it that's what i was thinking um that he's gonna get the most snaps and i'm not gonna rule out that he doesn't start day one i'm not gonna rule it out. i'm not gonna rule it out yeah. But in the interior defensive line, it's not even about starting. It's, it's, yeah. it's just about, you know, who's getting that burn, who's getting in the game, and who's making the impact when they are in the game. You know, because, I mean, a lot of those games, Darius Fallon didn't necessarily start, you know, but he was the most impactful interior defensive lineman. So, you know, um, we'll, so we'll see there. But, yeah, I agree. He, he definitely needs to be up there for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, so I'm just going to jump into it here. Break down Neil Farrell. Let's do it. So let's do it. This is just gonna be a little teaser. There's just a couple of plays here that I want to talk to you guys about. He's lining up at one technique outside the shade of the center. Okay. Nose guard position. Six foot four, 330 pounds. Okay, you see him get off here. Now they're doing something on the offensive line where they're just gonna cut, everyone's gonna cut block. And the ball's gonna come out quick on like a little screen or, or or a shovel pass or something like that. Okay, bam, bubble screen. Okay, check this out. Check out the other defensive tackle. The guard cut, cuts blocks him, sends him to the ground. Okay, check out Neil Farrell. The center and the guard cut block him. They got both. He's got two sets of shoulder pads. Probably each of these guys weighs three hundred pounds and driving into his knees. Does Neil Farrell even touch the ground? No, he's standing on top of him like that's all, that's the best y'all got. Two of y'all can take me down. That's that's Neil Farrell, okay? He's a beast. He is a beast. He is a grown man. He's ready already to play in the NFL from a physicality standpoint, okay? He's a monster. Now, again, we are um, in the A-gap this time in a two-eye technique. Okay, oh, beautiful play. Here, he's reading the guard. When the guard pulls, what does he do? He gets his eyes in the backfield. He tries to get around, okay? His pad level is too high, and I'm going to talk a lot more about that when I get in depth. That's really the 
the one area of his game he really needs to improve on. His pad level is too high. But even with bad pad level, look what Wicked he does. He locates the running back, locks out, pushes that center back, disengages, get in, gets in on the tackle. He's just – it's child's play. Bad, bad technique. I'm up way too high. I'm standing straight up, but I can still lock you out with bad technique. This guy's a, a monster, man. Uh, when he gets his technique worked out, like we're talking about Akeem Hicks type of player on the interior. Um, here's another one that is, this is just really awe-inspiring. Okay, he's lined up. Um, again, he's a one technique, it looks like. Okay, he's inside, he's in between the guard and the center. Now, look what he does. Good technique. Forklifts this guy, throws the guard, tosses him to the ground, gets in on that tackle. Just ragdolling these guys like pack 12 do not even try to block this guy and then check it out okay when he gets that pad level you see the burst you see the get off look, look watch the get off who's the first one out of, out of their stance here no fair at 330 pounds first one out of his stance just drives through two alabama guards bubbles this and then body slams the, the running back on top of that um, and I mean, this time he's, he's tackling like four guys. <laughs> so you see, like, it was crazy, bro. They they all were there. Every single one. Look at, look how quick he can get into the backfield. And I, and I really think that there is going to be some pass rush here from him. I'm not saying that he's going to be a five sack guy. I think he'll probably be a three and a half, four sack guy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Pushing the but pocket. I think that there's going to be a lot of pressures. Look how quick he's out of his stance. He's the first guy out of his stance on the defensive line. He just gets back here so quickly, just ruins this play. Um, just phenomenal, really phenomenal guy. But and, and we see, we see yeah. again. My point. Okay, I don't. I'm not going to say he's going. He's ready to finish and be a, a five or more set a year guy just yet. But we see the lateral agility, okay, the ability to work that corner, work that edge. He's got to be disciplined, stay in his rush lanes, push this guy into Max Crosby or Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones, they're going to love this guy. He's going to create a habit, okay? Um, perfect compliment. He can stop the run. Uh, I mean, th this is really good tape. It's really good tape. He should not have been there in the fourth. No, nah, it, it was it was his, his age and that that terrible combine. He had a terrible, terrible combine, right? So he has a terrible athletic profile. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's really a lot of it was that. Because um, if he had a great, if he had a, if he had a profile like Travis Jones, oh man, he's probably first round. Oh yeah, yeah, if, yeah. If he was running like yeah. you know crazy fast forties and all that stuff, yeah. But I mean, yeah. look, we saw what we had to see. You don't got to be a freak athlete. You got to be a freak of nature from a strength perspective, and he is that mm -hmm. right now. Like, again, bad leverage. He's up higher than these guys. They're underneath him. They got good leverage. What did their coaches say? Hey, you're underneath his his helmet. You're going to control him. And mm -hmm. even in those positions where he's in a bad body position, he's still just locking out on SEC guards and centers, tossing them to the side. Just like the amount of times he tossed guys to the side like they were kids. Um, incredible. So, yeah, I mean, he's ready to go right now. Play him early. Play him often. Uh, and I think he's gonna be a big help for this defense on the inside. Yeah, man, I was ecstatic. <laughs> I was ecstatic, man, because I watched that UCLA game on tape. And I was like, oh my god! And I don't even think I was watching him. I think I was watching somebody else. Yeah. Like, yeah. Who is this guy? Yeah, that's definitely a guy. Yeah. Who is that? Tackling um, three people. Yeah. Ridiculous. All right. How many snaps did Neil Farrell, Neil Farrell Jr. average? It's a good question. So I'm looking at this. It looks like around 37 to 43. His top was 52 against um, Florida. What were the percentages uh, there, there, though? Uh, of the snaps? I don't, know. I don't know their total snaps. It doesn't say. It doesn't say. No, it doesn't say. I'm just looking at PFF. I'd have to go like the LSU's like team page. No, no, that. no. No, but, I mean, was, he's playing a lot. I mean, was, I mean, college football is a lot more snaps. He's probably playing like 50%, right? They're playing like 90. That's still a lot of snaps, bro. In the SEC, I don't know. They run the ball so much in the SEC. If, yeah. if it's a bit – yeah, I mean, Big 12, yeah, they're going to play 75, 80 snaps a game, you know. But I don't think that they're going to do that necessarily in the SEC every time. But 
Um, I would say, yeah, that's around 50% of the snaps for sure. You know, um, the interior guys right now are all around there. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, look, maybe uh, if, if you look at Darius Fylon, he got hurt. You know, Jonathan Hankins, he's at the end of his rope here. Mm-hmm. Who's going to take the majority of the snaps? It's going to be the young guy. So. Yeah. I'm yeah, excited. Alabama. I'm excited. Sorry, 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 man. Uh, Alabama gave me he had uh, five pressures. Yeah. He, he, Not surprising. Yeah, it's, 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 he had 24 pressures, bro, on the season. So it's not like he was like, um, not able to rush the passer. That's why I, I, I thought it was interesting that he was there that late too. You know, um, because just how well that he did rush the passer. And, um, I think I think he had a lot of opportunities where oh, a lot of moments where he's bearing down on the running on the quarterback, and the quarterback like makes him miss, but then has to, like throw the ball away or something like that. So it, it is a, it is a positive play for the defense. There's no counting stat for that. You know, no one can like look mm-hmm. that up and find out how many times he did that. You know, but he does he does that quite quite a bit, and um, I think that he does have to like start working towards like. Okay, and when I win, I can't just run straight at the quarterback. I have to like work in tandem with one of the one of these ends here, right? And and now corral you know these guys like Russell Wilson and Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes who will run around on you, right? So he's got to be a little bit more disciplined there. And again, he's not going to be the one that gets all the sacks, obviously, mm-hmm. right? But mm-hmm. I think yeah, it's going to be enough of a presence in terms of his ability to penetrate, which I was shocked to see. Um, and just like his overall size, he can get his hands up in the passing lanes as well. So he's going to be disruptive inside there. Yeah, um, sure, sure. You know, so I'm excited to see that from a pass rush perspective. But then also, what does Patrick Graham want to do in terms of the way he wants to stop the run? And I was I was under the impression that he was going to continue to stop the run the way that he has been with a lot of two-gapping, mm. gap-and-a-halfing, rather – Guys are building a wall on the defensive line. But seeing this guy, Neil Farrell, seeing how he penetrates, seeing how Matthew Butler, the Tennessee defensive lineman, how he penetrates as well. Now I don't know. Maybe maybe these maybe he's he saw the way Denzel Perryman did it last year and was like, okay, I'll give you that again. No problem. We'll get some penetrating defensive lines defensive lineman out so uh, Denzel Perryman can do his thing. So I'm actually a lot more um, encouraged. Like I did one of those things where I was like, yes, I'm happy. Neil Farrell, I've heard good things. Looking at the direction that they're going on the inter- interior defensive line, I, I'm more encouraged about how this defense is going to play. So it is stacking the chips up for me. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, because, you know, Patrick Graham, he probably has some kind of vision for his defensive line that he really wants to do. And my thing is, I still think they're going to play a lot of cover three. I mean, they're going to, of course, they're going to disguise it, right? And make it look, not look like cover three and then whatever, whatever. But I still think they're going to try to keep some of those principles to kind of keep the fundamentals with this, how this team's look. I don't think he's going to try to come here and change it. I mean, that's why they brought the cover three cornerback uh, coach. I mean, these guys aren't stupid. That's one thing we're learning, right? So it's, these aren't, it's, they aren't stupid. It's like, I have Josh Jacobs. I'm not going to force him into power scheme i know he's not good there let me bring in some guys who can make this game diverse and we could bring in some guys who want to do i could do i do but i also have a good running back here i can you know make it you know work make it work i got a team that you know they were young and they played a lot of cover three they know what you know they know that those fundamentals they know that system they're pretty damn sound at it i mean at the end of the year that i mean a lot of guys weren't making mistakes you know, even that divine diablo wasn't making as many mistakes in coverage as he was early in the season so you kind of saw that growth from that but you know because grand play cover three too you know they, they just they disguise it you know it's not like it's not like they uh they might start too high they might start something else but i still think they're gonna run more cover three it's just not gonna be labeled cover three by uh sis that's all and pff so they're not gonna make any jokes right yeah yeah exactly <laughs> the um no because the way that the way that graham is gonna play it Okay, it's gonna take me a while before I'm realizing, oh, okay, this is how they're doing things now. So the SIS guys, they're just like, 
glancing at it and just like writing anything down. I, I do not trust these guys uh, when they're charting. A different guy charts every time for PFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you, know, you have to get to know a defense. So, so they're going to be wrong regardless. Okay. It's not going to be as easy to, to do as uh, Gus, Gus Bradley's scheme. But um, yeah. So, real quick, we got some questions in here. Okay. So, Leon, he says, so Farrell was on your guys' radar going in. Yes, yes. Where were you, Leon? We did multiple shows before the draft. We talked about him every time, it seems like. Yeah, he's on a draft board, man. Oh, the draft he's board. on a draft board. He's on a draft board. That's a hit. That's a TDL hit. <laughs> Why did most um, analysts give him a B- grade? looks like an A- to me. A-? Whoa. Whoa. Okay, no, I'm just kidding. I gave um, him an A. I gave him an A in my draft grades. Um, I mean, because I, I guess I was ecstatic. I was done. I was ready. I was ready. The draft is over. Yeah. Let's go home, guys. The draft was done. We we got the we got what we needed in the fourth round. That's the type of player you want because you know I want him at eighty six. Right. You know. Right. Uh, I I, th- I thought he wouldn't go that much further, and I think that's why the Raiders traded up because they're probably like Farrell's key. We we right. can't so let him fall. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Trade Completely agree with you on that. Um, may only get three sacks, but the QBs can't step up and away from 55 and 98. Exactly, exactly. Um, I just want to clarify this one. Riley says, if healthy, Hankins sticks around. I agree. I'm not saying Hankins is gone. He's definitely going to be there this year to mentor Neil Farrell. They got so much in, in common. You know, he's just like a young just like a young Jonathan Hankins. So keep Jonathan Hankins around. Not saying Jonathan Hankins is gone. No, he's he's got he's still gonna be here. Um yeah. All right. So uh let me let me uh I guess you know talk about Britton Brown a little bit. I kinda touched on him. Uh I'm gonna do a breakdown on Britton Brown, probably individually, because I think that he's going to make this football team. And I think he's good enough to make a football team. And I think he just had a really bad combine, but um, I think he has a really good vision. He's actually a, a actually a pretty good running back, actually, um, from like a pure runner aspect. You know, you know, we're talking about running backs. There's a lot of difference to, to him, but he's a he's a good pure runner, good good vision, very patient dude. Less block setup. He comes from a gap scheme, no, so he's not a gap scheme guy. He's just the long speed is just not there. It's not there. I mean, the LSU game. Um, I mean, BD probably noticed it, but there's there's some big holes open up, and then here comes Brown hitting it. He finds it. He uses his patience. Uses a jump cut. Hits it. He's going through it, and all of a sudden, it just closes because those LSU boys they all run four fives too. So right. it just <laughs> it's true. It is. It's, but Hawaii, he's taking it. You know, maybe Hawaii, right. Stanford, he's taking it. To- <laughs> You know, Derek Singletary, they 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 they're catching him. So I think that's that was kind of because I, I even tweeted I was like four point six nine. That doesn't make any sense against Hawaii. Yeah, Hawaii. He's running past Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I put on LSG. I was like, oh. But he still hit the right hole. He still got. Um, <laughs> he's uh he still hit the right hole. Still hit the uh that uh. What he needed to do, he has good vision. I think he's a good back. I think he's just effective. You know, he just he has no long speed, but he's a he's a touchdown machine. That's all UCLA did. They get to the three and they give him the ball. They score. Right. Touchdown machine. Yeah, no, I I agree. I, I like I like the idea of a short yardage guy. Why not? That's what I'm saying. These guys aren't stupid. They're like how they probably can't hear. Man, we suck at short yardage. Maybe we should get some short yardage back. Let's get some short yardage back, then. Let's do it. Um, we had we had one in here. Thoughts on Matthew Butler? Stay tuned. Matthew Butler's next episode of TDO. So I'll be breaking him down. That's only a defensive guy, so obviously I'm uh, gonna do him. And then also, yeah, um, I, I can talk briefly about Polo Mao here. He's gonna definitely be one of the guys that I look at. From the UDFA signings, we're gonna do some UDFA's, right? Am I- we we have to, oh. man, because we don't have to. We have to, right? Yeah, we have to. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna dive deep. Don't worry on TDL. So I'll talk about Isaiah Pullum out just real quick. You know, okay, he's a really big safety. 
I think um, he does some really good stuff coming downhill. I don't know if there's necessarily an NFL role for him. I think he would have to be kind of used, kind of like, you know, how J-Ron Curse was used for the Cowboys, like a mm-hmm. sub-package weapon kind of guy, you know? I just don't know if he's, like, as strong and as fast, you know, to be able to pull that off in the NFL. But we'll yeah. see. He's got, he's, got, he's got some interesting tape, for sure. I think there's definitely something to work with. At the very least, on special teams, he should be a demon. So, um, yeah. I like I like him coming forward. I like him tackling. But we'll see if he can improve in other areas to be like an actual player on defense. Uh, Van Valkenburg out of Iowa. I'm not familiar with him. I, I, I can't. I didn't. I, I have not popped the tape in on Van Valkenburg, but it's Iowa, so we're going to have tape. He's a linebacker. Get around to him. I, I don't know if he's an edge or a linebacker. I don't know which one. The guy I did watch, though, already is Tiger Bailoa Amosa, right? Okay. And, you know, my mama always said, you know, don't say negative things about people, so I won't be breaking them down for the challenge. <laughs> Trey Turner tape. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to do Trey Turner because Trey Turner is actually somebody I did like a senior bowl. And I think um, one of our listeners, uh, my man Alex Fitzgerald, he, 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 uh, he uh, informed me of that. He's like, where did I hear about Trey Turner? I was like, I, was like, I think it was our Senior Bowl episodes because I think he had a, some pretty decent. Oh, okay. okay I'm surprised yeah. he didn't get drafted. Like Tyquan Thornton over Trey Turner? Interesting. And, yeah. and one thing one thing why, BD, why we should watch Undrafted Free Agents because the Patriots have like kept an act. It's like a record. A lot, yeah. They, they don't – it doesn't matter. Who comes? You know what I'm saying. That's that's why I was talking about Trey Regis, right? I'm I'm not I'm I'm sleeping on Trey. Trey has the size that he likes. Yeah. He comes in there, he starts blocking, starts catching footballs, has a good camp, has a good priest. This 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 isn't a team where they watch a guy have an awesome preseason and they still cut him. This isn't that type of team. You come out there, you have an awesome preseason. You're, you're making you're gonna make the Raiders. So um, that's the cool thing about undrafted free agents with this type of regime or this type of coaching staff. Is that it, it doesn't matter who you are, you know, if you come out there and you ball, that's why I keep mentioning. I mean, Trey, he had a good preseason last year. He blocked, he showed he could block, he showed he can catch, he showed he can run the football a little bit. He's got the size. I just I just think that's somebody that we can't sleep on making this team. And then you end up seeing Kenyon Drake get traded, and then Trey Reyes made the team because he could do everything that Kenyon Drake can do. But he's undrafted, he's cheaper. <laughs> he's like, he's like $500,000. <laughs> <laughs> you have a lot more to lose here, you know. Five hundred K, and he's like yeah. twenty five. So you got you got to you got to get you got to use him up now. I mean, use that talent. And um, but it, it, that's just a good. I when I saw his, it, it kind of I was like I was looking at the running backs today because I was writing the article, and then it just popped in my head. I was like, oh my god, wow, right. he's he's the exact size too, and he's still here. And he's on a he's on the rise. Not like I guess it's ninety man roster, but hey, he's got a shot, man. I mean, everybody's got a shot. That's basically my point. Everybody's got a shot. Everybody has a shot. At the, you know, uh, and I, that's why I saw the uh, the guy from England. Um, he went to Utah. They picked him up. He's got a shot too. I'm telling you, every single player has a shot. It's not like the John Gruden regime where they already picked their team in May, which yeah. some NFL teams do. Right. They're gonna let. They're really gonna let it play out. I agree. Yeah, and I, I think this could be dope. And I said, oh, you should be, man. If you, you 100%. got a a good undrafted player that's coming there and he balls out. I mean, he might be J.C. Jackson. J.C. Jackson got in trouble though. He would have been a first. But, but, you, but you know what I mean, like, you know yeah, what I mean, like. Teams don't teams don't take undrafted guys. They, they 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 just watch him ball out. They watch him ball out and they go, oh, nice. And then watch Kenny Moore play good in the Colts because you know damn well Kenny Moore probably played like that whatever the first team he played with. You know damn well he did. You know he did. Yeah. So I agree. That's my point. Um. All right. That's it. That's it from us, Raider Nation. We're out of here. Uh, gave you guys a good long hour long episode on the Raiders fourth round picks. Zamir White, Neil Farrell, big time players, um, you know, from the SEC. So gotta love that. You get those guys in the fourth round. I think that I think those guys are really gonna be honestly major contributors for this Raiders team and you know contribute to their success 
going forward. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, myself at BWilliams18, Marcus at the Mark John NFL. And make sure you hit the subscribe button, turn on post notifications, mm-hmm. keep your eye out. We're going to be doing delivering exclusive content to all, all the premium members out there. That's it, Raiders. I'll let you. See ya.